0: What's up, y'all? Brian from Clipset here. Want to talk to you about a brand new sponsor that we got for the Clipset podcast. That's Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. How it works is you choose five out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over under based on its likelihood to occur. So the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. That means it's time to just throw it all away. Bet the house on the pony. Get rid of that tuition that you've been saving up for and bet it all. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018. And there's thousands more for the upcoming NBA season. Use promo code CLIPSET, CLIPSET when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match for up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy app from the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. <laughs>
1: Well, uh this is gonna be a very interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um We have not one, not two, but three guests on the Clipset podcast <laughs> here today. Brian, do you wanna do you wanna give them an intro? Yeah, sure. Uh uh this is the triple dip club, actually. We have now yeah, this is the triple dip club. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so so we've got uh the lockdown clipper boys. Uh, Charles Mockler and William Updike, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having and us. And then we've got a uh, a very it was unannounced uh, on Twitter today because we had put it out there that that we were doing a crossover episode with clips or with uh, with Locked On. But Carl Tart, very good friend of the show, uh, I believe on Locked On, uh, you go by the moniker Doctor Uh Carl Tart, thank you for coming back on to Clipset.
2: The vaccine is
0: coming, y'all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine
0: is coming.
2: I I definitely crashed this episode. I just want everybody to know they had a very professionally episode of a podcast planned, and I was bored. I told I'm them all about fresh, it. Fresh off of raya Facetime date, and now she's not texting back. So I guess I didn't do a good job. <laughs> I sent her a couple YouTube links of Badlands chugs, and <laughs> was it the was it the hard water one or what? Not, not hard water. It was I sent her the full Mountain Dew chug where she has to drink where, where uh, he drinks all the Mountain Dews and I was you like
3: should have done a healthy chug. Or a stat, the Staten Island Fairy Chug.
2: Yeah, no, I know I should have done one of those two. <sighs> Damn, I said that's what fucked it up. Because she's not responding. She has not
4: responded yet. <sighs> she's a healthy no, chug she girl. Would, she would've she wanted a, a healthy chug.
0: Damn. Man. Well if she's not responding. You just have to keep texting. That's I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the game. Man, but we, what are we her, talking
1: about on this episode today, by the way? <laughs> 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 this is it. This is it. Yeah. This is the whole episode. <laughs> Wherever, wherever the lazy river crash, takes us.
2: Of course. Thanks for man. letting me crash.
1: Thanks for coming on. We, uh, we love having you on. We couldn't, we couldn't have the triple dip start club start without you. So thank you for coming on everybody. Um, yeah. so, you know, we are in the dog days of the off season. There's really not much to talk about. <laughs> uh, all is quiet on the clipper front. Um, so I just figured we, we just have you guys on to shoot the shit. So, uh. You guys doing all right? Yeah, I'm pretty
0: psyched
3: about the PG extension. I'm tired of people being mad about it.
0: <laughs> Th- thank you. First of all, thank you for just com- completely stomping on uh, oh, yeah. on, on Joseph <laughs> bit there.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, really. Thanks for keeping the ball in the air, Charles. Thank you. I really <laughs> like that.
0: Uh, speaking of which, I, PG signed an extension. It's technically a four-year extension, right? Because it kicks in next year. It was kind of reported as a five-year, but... He's still on his uh, his first contract with the Clippers this season. And then the extension ca- kicks in next year. But essentially, he he locked himself up for five years with the Clippers. Uh, I hate to say this. I don't have the number in front of me. 268. Is that what it was? 226. Like 226. Like OK, 226. Um, I mean, that's. It's a big, that's big news, right? It's is locking them up because there, there was a lot of anxiety about after the season, what, what the Clippers were going to kind of look like, especially in terms of their, uh, their two stars. How's everybody feel about that? Chuck, we can start with you. Uh, I think
3: it's something to the Clippers. A, I love it. He's a elite player and the Clippers need it because at least we have another guy for the next five years. Who's going to be an elite player and Clippers kind of had to do this, right? Like you, you can't. Give up what we gave up and let PG just leave. Um yeah, it's I mean, I don't know. It's
0: I love it. Will where are you at with this? Uh Charles,
4: did you trim your mustache for this?
0: I absolutely did.
4: <laughs> it's looking clean.
0: I absolutely uh, did.
4: All right. Uh <laughs> I I have to agree. I like it's in terms of asset management, like you have to secure the asset. Uh and and that's the thing. Like, even if you don't like PG the player, Uh, which if you don't, I mean, you're an idiot, but, uh, like that's still (laughs) an asset that you can trade later. And sure. I don't love the idea of paying him $45 million a year when he's 35, but like, that's what you pay a superstar. That's market price, 35% of your cap. Uh, and you know, and, and up until like the last year or two of that contract, it's still a pretty tradable deal. If things go south, which is better than nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Carl, where where are you at with the the PG extension? I'll
2: start by saying this. I listened to the All the Smoke episode today.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I listened to half of it because I was in the car going to check out Burgers 99. And then I got home and I watched the second half. I'm a PG stand now. I'm a soldier in the army of PG. (laughs) Really? Like, I'm a soldier in the army. What happened? He's my guy, man. Because I tell you one, he's just if you if you have the underdog mentality, as I do, if you have the uh, I have I, I fuck up sometime, but I have to I have to prove these people wrong. Then you got to love him, man. Like just listening to him talk about it. Everybody was mad at that one little clip that they pulled because it sounded like he wasn't taking responsibility. He took full responsibility in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took full responsibility and said, like, I, I fucked up. I let the Internet get to me. I let and people think that shit is man. just, just ignore it. No, you can't just ignore it because right. while trying to ignore it, you're just going deeper in your own head. Like, Carl, do you think you'll use your
4: celebrity status to sound off on Ronnie 2K for Paul George's low rating?
2: <laughs> no, I'm off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm off Twitter, but I, 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 I do. Disres- I don't like the disrespect that PG has been getting. But now I'm act- actively going to start defending him physically if I need to.
1: I hear you. <laughs> Who cares um, so about the pandemic? Yeah, it's funny because I'm very I'm up.
2: very excited that we locked him down. Uh, like you said, like like Will said, if he, if it doesn't go well over the next two seasons, I'll give him another two years. I'm mm-hmm. not tripping. I'll give him another two years, and if he's still whack, two years from now, get his ass up out of there, <laughs> Brian. I saw your tweet, even though I'm off Twitter. I did see your tweet. Oh, no. Uh, about um,
0: trading him like we did with Blake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it, a joke. It, he, he, he fit the formula where there was a promise of Clipper for life, uh, a f-, you know, five-year contract, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is Blake all over again. Um, we're just going to, in like three months, we're going to get a report that uh, PG, before the game was in the back tunnel and yelled like, one and a half fucking years, and then we'll know that it's over. You know, <laughs> no,
2: nah, I, uh, I'm stoked about it, man. I'm happy that we did. I, I, I believe in PG. After listening to him on that pod today, I really like see the core of him. I think it is. It has been the in-vogue thing to shit on him, which is so Absolutely. crazy. He's the trendy like,
3: player to shit on it. It has mm-hmm. these weird, uh, like streams of every year. There's just a player that people just decide to truly shit on for yeah. no reason. But,
2: I always what? felt the the the. Uh, the LeBron hate was really dumb. Joseph, you and I are LeBron stands. Like I, but I don't. I've never seen anything to this degree. I've never so, seen anything to this degree, and I'm like, why are y'all? What is the point? Why do y'all hate the Clippers? Y'all should be happy that like <laughs> y'all should be y'all should not be bothering him at all. Like you hate us. Yeah. You don't think you think we suck. If you think we suck so bad, why does it bother you when we do certain things? Like, so many people were upset about this today. I was like, you don't like the team.
3: Imagine if he walked. Imagine what people would have said if the Clippers just let Paul George go for nothing. It would have oh, been so man. much worse.
2: Bro, it was fire Doc until the day we fired Doc. And then it was like, man, I can't believe y'all did that to Doc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it was it was it trade won't. PG until the day PG goes, nah, I'm out. And they go, man, PG, fucked y'all over <laughs> Could you it's imagine
4: funny. though, like three years ago, being told as a Clippers fan in three years, you're going to sign a five-year deal with Paul George and people are going to hate it. Like, well, I mean, I mean, would have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. The future just think, sounds
0: just... insane. <laughs> think about 10 years ago. If like, it's not even Paul George, but you've got a top 10, which I'm going to, I'm like standing firmly on that. He's a top 10 player. Brian uh, sitting
3: even... right now just for transparency.
0: Fuck, man. You're like, God damn it. Um, but no, no, no. Like, I, I truly think that PG is a top 10 player. Yeah. And just 10 years ago, if you had told Clippers fans, hey, there's a top 10 player that not only is going to ask to be traded to the Clippers, but is then going to sign an extension where at the end of it, he will have spent six years with the franchise in his prime. Like, nobody would have believed that. That's like, that's, to me, that's been the most surreal thing about it is just watching this team as long as i fucking have and then today is like we keep hitting these like benchmarks as a franchise it's like oh this is legitimate this you know this is becoming a real like nba franchise now and this is a big one and i and i like i don't think that that can be i don't know kind of overlooked which obviously it is by a lot of people but but it's locking up somebody of pgs you know like super stardom is massive it's never really happened and he's to try, from here and he's and it's to
3: try and keep the other top three guy who plays on the team right like right. that's well, the other crazy part <laughs>
1: we also we also did re-up with blake and chris so chris i think it was more in the top 10 conversation than blake was, yeah but for sure this is the second time it's happened you know i mean but if you would tell me post sterling scandal that we would get you know someone like that right. then you know I I talk about it. I'm with you. I think PG is number 10 in the top 10 conversation. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think that it's a, it's a good signing. You have to do it because of the asset management stuff. Um, I am wary of paying him $48 million in his last year of his deal. But I mean, if we win a championship who cares? I mean, really when you get to that point, um, I do want to talk about like the falling in love with him. I I listen to the all the smoke pod too. The problem with Paul George is when you give him a lot of time to talk. Um, (laughs) And it's because he tends to say something to someone and then three weeks later be asked about the same thing and then say the complete opposite of whatever he just said. So he was talking about how he's going to prove all the haters wrong. And then today in media availability, when they were talking about his extension, he was like. No, I don't have to prove anybody wrong. I just have to make it up to my teammates. And it was like a totally different answer. Um, and so, I worry about Paul George being the face of the franchise. Like, I really hope that this means that Kawhi is also staying. Um, but I mean, yeah. In in overall, there are more positives than negatives. You have a, a certified star um, who's going to stay with the franchise for a long time, and that's kind of what you needed after trading away the majority of our picks for the next five years. So um, I think overall, it's a good move. But I like to me,
2: it's like we not even talking about. And again, I don't, I don't think this is, I mean, only because it's a pandemic. I think this is bad behavior, but uh, I just, I just asked uh, Charles about this the other day. Paul George signing this deal is a bigger laughing stock news than James Harden not showing up to camp and being in a strip club during a pandemic. Oh,
3: don't like, even get me started on this. Like, don't even I hate this so much.
2: <laughs> why the fuck are we talking about Paul George? Like it is I tell you, like the, the media, this and this is this is the most biased, like Homer like is this is th- a fake news? This is a fake news. The media has to be controlled by the Lakers, like it's because it's like, why are we talking about this? Well, here's the thing: the
3: media is controlled by Twitter, is what it is. Because yeah. it's whatever Twitter doesn't like, ESPN is like, we don't like it either, and they're like, we're gonna tweet a bunch of laughing emojis with a GIF of Paul George hitting the backboard,
1: and like that's an ESPN tweet, which like yeah. blows my mind. It's also, um, I mean, it's also controlled by the money, which also happens to come from. Let's get into it. A particular team. not saying they're paying them off but i'm saying like that's the moneymaker in the league if you want to say you know the lakers media controls the media it i mean they do get a lot of pro laker stuff because that's the moneymaker for the biggest team they're the biggest they're the biggest franchise and so it makes sense that pro laker stuff gets run all the time and just laker news in general i mean they were bad for what eight years and were still the top story every night is this the year Jordan Clarkson is going to take his start? Jordan Clarkson (laughs) was the guy, uh, Larry Nance jr. Like they were trying to make them marketable stars. So, um, I I think the PG thing too comes from him opening his mouth all the time and saying something where you kind of go, huh? Like, that's interesting that you would say that out loud. Um, but that's, that's good, right? Like it's
3: good that his biggest fault is that he's kind of a dummy. Like, (laughs) that's the biggest issue. Is it just like when he talks sometimes you're like, Oh, you kind of went back on what you said. That's the biggest issue. Right. That's it. Yeah. And uh, other I love stations. that Lawrence. Yeah, and I love that Lawrence Frank brought up the fact that like people kind of forget that Paul George had a gruesome leg injury, horrific. Like he's like he's yeah. like people kind of forget that happened in his career arc, and it's like, oh yeah, he had like other than Kevin Ware, which I don't know if you guys remember that. that was, I, I remember that Louisville. that was insane. Louisville yeah. 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 Um, like, was on it, that
2: team, wasn't
3: he? Yeah, I think so. Um, and Seattle legend Peyton Siva. Um, like that was horrible, and then he's just back to almost mvp level like yeah. it's crazy people forget about that
0: well to that to that point in in pg's media availability his first one cuz he did one today after the extension but his yeah. first one uh it's funny cuz we talk about pg saying dumb shit all the time which is definitely part of it but like i think part of the like kind of stream of consciousness that is paul george with a micro- microphone microphone is is you get you get really good things out of it too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that the the mental health discussion would have happened if he hadn't just kind of gone in the bubble. Um, but at his media availability, he brought up the injury because somebody asked him like, hey, you kind of have this like... That, that was a wild sense question. ...sense <laughs> to you. Like, like you just kind of don't care almost. was like almost the way that it was like phrased. I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but because, um, you know, there was the famous quote after... Losing Game Seven to Denver, where he was like, you know, this wasn't a like winter bust thing, and and like kind of like didn't, you know, he gets criticized for not having, you know, a certain sense of uh, urgency. And somebody asked him about it, and he was like, well, you know, like think about where I've been. Like I had an almost like career ending my leg injury. was off,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, like yeah, my my ankle touched my the side of my knee, um, <laughs> you know, like uh, I had two two surgeries, <laughs> like I had, I had a surgery on each shoulder and all of these things that could have derailed my career and it didn't. And I'm still here playing and I'm still here being blessed by having this like amazing career. What am I in a rush for? You know what I mean? Like I, like, and I heard that and I was like, yeah, he does have a different perspective than anybody else. Right. Did I mention my leg was off? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy to be walking, bro. That's it. That's yeah, all I care seriously. about. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: You see how yeah. I got two legs and they own right now. Yeah. That wasn't be, the case.
1: Yeah. You see me flying through the air still. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. insane. That. I can it's land on it too. I can, yeah. I can do more than just walk. I can jump. Yeah. Uh.
0: yeah like think about Sean Livingston's injury and the career path that he had, which is crazy that he even had a career after it, but it was like, everybody was like kind of cheering him on. And there's this guy that had, an even crazier injury than what Sean Livingston had and has put together an even more impressive. He's a top 10 guy after that injury yeah. yeah.
1: and people just want to like break him down. It's it's crazy <laughs> to me. And he's like an Ironman. He plays through that shit all the time. Like everybody likes to shit on him for the Oklahoma city stuff, which wasn't really his fault when you look at it, but he was playing with like torn shoulders and like a <laughs> torn elbow And he still put up 36 in that game six or whatever to save their season. And it's like, why do we act like this guy is this, I don't know, they just, I don't know. People love to hate him. This is the conversation. And he he, he, doesn't, he doesn't say
2: anything crazy either. I could see if he was getting online every day being like, Bitch, who's ready for the motherfucking game tonight? I'm going to score that. 100 points and we're going to win by 500 points. Yeah. Fuck and everybody. are going to score any baskets and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show my dick to the kids sitting on the side <laughs> of the road and be like, You'll never have a dick this <laughs> <guy> like, <laughs> like He's not saying anything like that. The dude is just praising himself. Like yeah. He's being like, Yeah, man. Hopefully I go out here and have a good time tonight. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and if and the like, thing is it's like the funny thing with like the team across the hall now is like they have to deal with trez on social media, which if you followed trez on social media was one of the most just wanna kind of hit your head against the wall a people to roller social coaster. Media.
1: just a not a ro- roller. it's coaster. not a
3: roller coaster if it only goes down it's it's not like <laughs> it's just a
1: screw roller coaster down yes, yeah like, uh, daddy Brown's
2: gonna shut that down you're gonna be like delete that shit king
3: <laughs> it's just gonna be drawing it's just gonna be him a picks and LeBron. yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. The one thing that I saw with PG today that I thought was really funny. So I follow not a ton, but a decent amount of like Raptors Twitter because I like the Raptors. I've always same kind of thing where they were like, uh, like kind of laughing stock franchise, uh, you know, like never felt like they were ever going to accomplish anything. And I always kind of rooted for them, but I follow like, and Raptors Twitter fucking hates the Clippers now. Like like, ever since Kawhi came over, It's been unbearable. Like absolutely unbearable. Surge made it worse. Yeah, and then Surge good, and all that. Good call. And and like PG has gotten like the brunt of all of that hate. Like because they can't really say too much about Kawhi because of what Kawhi helped refer yeah, to this. Like, city. what are you gonna say? So it's so a lot of it's been directed at Paul George, but then today after the extension, I saw so much of those same people being like Good for Paul George, man. Like people, like that. The hate is kind of unfounded. Like it's crazy. Twitter's a hell he has to do it. And I was just like, I was sitting there, like losing my mind. I was like, I can go into any one of your timelines and pull out like ten of the craziest things I've ever heard said about P- that's Paul P- George.
1: That's PG behavior that they're doing. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. And they also are slowly turning on Kawhi. Like as time gets farther and farther away, you know, I've seen a well, lot. don't more- you know that? Kyle Kyle Lowry is the
0: greatest player of all time now?
1: Yeah, Kyle Lowry is a top five player of all time, according to Raptors Twitter (laughs) now. Uh, And he is the reason that they won that championship. And none of it would have been possible without him. And it's all pretty funny. Well, yeah, for sure. But also Kyle Lowry was known as a malcontent loser for the majority of his career. And then Kawhi Leonard got there and won that championship. (laughs) Um, Team effort, whatever you want to say, all that bullshit, blah, 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 blah. But to then turn around and and say, oh, it was all Kyle's doing and <laughs> and the Clippers playing four on five for an entire playoff series uh, was not the reason that they lost it. It was the fact that Kawhi isn't a good enough leader and never was. And all of a sudden, his career is in jeopardy for being you know known as a really good player. So it's just it's, insane. people
2: are so dumb, man. Yeah. I, was, I was on uh, Reddit. <laughs> I I looked at it right because it, it popped up in my email and it said something about like, uh, Lou Lou Will responds to a, a Instagram person. Oh uh, yeah, and the dude the dude like wrote at Lou Will's like never gonna get a championship, and he was just like, "Hey man, you got cute kids." Uh, I thought that was
3: a threat. <laughs> good I <was> job, like...
2: <laughs> good job being a dad. And then I'm reading the comments and people are saying that like that sounds like a threat to me, <laughs> and then people are also saying, uh, celebrities responding to to uh, Instagram people is so lame and I go and yet you sitting here talking about it on Reddit is
3: (laughs) yeah you (laughs) aggregated the interaction somehow which is even lamer yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) like the fact that you're discussing this is so the fact that y'all went deep enough in this dude's comments to see this and then talk about it oh he's like I don't understand and I, I get the brunt of this sometimes too it's like I don't understand this whole like we're gonna say shitty things to you and if you respond, you're the bad person.
3: Yeah, right? I got you.
2: I don't understand that logic. I don't understand how that's like how Lou Will is bad for saying what he said. Like people do see the stuff. You don't just not see it. Unless you flood it with it and you, you kind of turn it off. Like I got some today because I commented on the uh the Clippers post. And I knew this. I, you know, sometimes you set yourself up for a little uh a little roast. Sometimes roasting? you wear red in the crib hood. Yeah. <laughs> Put yourself on the spit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And so I, I knew I knew what I was doing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to praise this deal. I'm going to say, like, hey, I'm congratulations. Like, it's a new culture around. Here. Like This is dope. Congratulations. Get your money. Most disrespected man in the league. And I got like a bunch of like clown emojis from people. And really, I think he deserves the disrespect. And I wanted to respond to that one because I was like, and you don't like uh-huh. you as a person. <laughs> don't. Like, I wish I could show up to your job and disrespect you. Yeah, like, <laughs> nice words per minute, you jackass. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a job, or like, he's anybody, typing. Yeah, anybody who comes on a team they don't likes Instagram and reads comments and responds negatively to people's positive comments don't have a job. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, and I
4: have been critical of Paul George, and I think probably at some point, maybe everyone yeah, in this chat sure. has. I feel like it's validated because. At the end of the day, I love Paul George, and if you love Paul George, talk <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, all yeah, you want. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, if you're a Clippers fan, yeah, you have every right to be critical. If you're from outside, I'm ready to throw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Dude, just the like, PG
3: army is aggressive.
0: <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to go. i just trying up. to go the Lou route. But I'm, I'm taking the Lou route from now on. Where as soon as somebody says something shit, I'm going to be like some awfully nice looking kids you got there. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: I thought you were going to say, <laughs> be, "Kill him." Be a shame
0: if you lost them. <laughs>
1: Brian would go to jail yeah. immediately. I'm going to start doxing people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a phase where I just said, God bless. Anytime somebody said something negative, I just, God bless, bro. I really I hope, have one find, g- I hope that you find what you're looking for. I have a
3: response gift that I always do, which is the sheep from Wallace and Gromit doing the double thumbs up. That's, that's just, good. that's the best one. Yeah, that's <laughs> really good.
0: Okay. So before, before we move on from oh, okay. PG, I just, I just want to say a couple quick things. You, uh, Carl brought up, that his quote about doc was taken out of context, which is true. And in media day, uh, he like doubled down on that where he was like asked about it. And he was like, he was like, first of all, I want to clear the air. Doc's a great coach. He did a lot of good things. Um, and he was like, at the end of the day, I blew the three, one lead. You know what I mean? And he, that like, I don't know how you can take more responsibility than that. He also, al-
3: he also added a part where he was like, but also he kind of basically was like, but also listen to what Marcus Morris said. Yeah. <laughs> like, <he was> like, <laughs> well yeah, actually. Like, he was like, look, it's my fault too, but eh, part of me was right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, which I yeah, respect. And,
0: and he also, I mean, he also, you know, was like, I understand that what I did last season, like that was unacceptable for my level of play. And so like he does have uh I think a good perspective on on what last season looked like what went wrong in the playoffs, what he can work on all of that stuff. So that's definitely true. And yeah, I just, we keep saying it, but the, the idea of the Clippers locking up a player of his magnitude is, is massive. And, and that alone, you know, I know that other franchises or, you know, fan bases of other franchises will kind of scoff at it because they've had the highest success that you could have in the NBA, but for, you know, the little brother jv team of la that's a big fucking deal and so i think that on its own is is something worth you know kind of hanging your hat on for now at least because i i you know obviously they're they're trying to get a championship
3: yeah i thought it was funny that people were congratulating both paul george and lawrence frank during the stream i'm like look okay hey this is mostly about paul george like why are you congratulating lawrence frank <laughs> yeah. he, what do you mean because he, 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 has, LA
2: his he didn't he
3: didn't negotiate anything you gave yeah. him the max <laughs> Right,
2: he's yeah, like, twenty. Why are we congratulating Warren If Lawrence he Frank finished needs his to prove lunch, it. Lawrence Frank is the one that owes us a fucking championship.
3: Yes, that's yes. very true. Paul
2: George yeah. don't owe a shit. Paul George could take his take his check and have dinner at the Staples Center or whatever. I don't know. Tom Tom's Urban. but <laughs> what he, happened? I, what happened? Shout out, shout out, Tom's Urban. <laughs> I burped. Uh But uh is, is Tom's Urban going to survive? Edit that out. Tom's is already closed. That makes sense. <laughs> Did y'all see the, the Burbank Saloon? That's open right now. I was so bored before I got on this podcast. I was thinking about going up there. I'm so happy you didn't. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Give me a, just a, a picture of Carl Tart on like
5: a an LA Times, like
2: yeah, like this is a this protester hates the COVID moves. Yeah, <laughs> I was like man, I was just bored. None of my yeah. homies, none of my homies wanted to play Madden. I'm supposed to be on a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I, I'll tell you one more stupid uh, Instagram, Twitter type thing I saw today. Okay. It was like, uh. Somebody asked Paul George, like, what do you owe the franchise? And he was like, I owe them a championship. Mm -hmm. And people are responding to that, being like, See, he won people wonder why he's a meme. People wonder why we hate him. People want it's like, what team in the NBA doesn't want to win a championship? The Knicks. Even somebody on the (laughs) Knicks will say, I'm gonna bring a championship to the Knicks. Yeah. And why does Paul George get like hate and like what like where where does this make sense but it's just the flavor of the month once the season starts absolutely I don't like I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow preseason of course if the Lakers win like which they probably will because they didn't really change that much
3: they're not playing AD and Kawhi and LeBron though
2: oh okay well then that that changes things are we (laughs) playing I'm assuming Kawhi and PG aren't playing them all
3: I think they are. I think they kind of have to. Okay, well, then we'll probably we run it. Run it be like,
2: that's a preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> and Clippers fans are going to be like, we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, We're not Clipper fans on here being like this. And it's like, no, we're not.
3: No. Well, did you <laughs> see the worst Paul George slander I saw? I don't think I saw this. Someone tweeted out like, oh, that's why they call him like playoff T.
4: And or, No, the
3: Trump thing. Oh. They're like, that's why they call him pandemic or like playoff T cause like Trump he doesn't come in he doesn't come up in the big moments and everyone and I I look and everyone was like no one's ever called him that in reference to Trump. Like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like also pandemic P is wild and insensitive and I don't get how it's a nickname that people use. So many people are dying right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, yeah, I hear you. We're having a nine eleven a day and people are like that's Paul oh. George's nickname. That's good shit. <laughs>
4: Now that the doc PG saga is over, was there ever any weirdness going on there between t- the two dudes? Oof. I kinda, bet PG, That's a good question. They're how could there to, not right? be,
1: especially yeah. given the way that like Paul talked about him afterwards? Well, and Doc loved Trez. Yeah. Like not,
3: that, that's the thing.
1: And Trez yeah. didn't like anybody. Right. So. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Paul George. Cheated on Doc's daughter, so yeah. What
2: are you going to
5: do? That's, be
1: professional,
2: <laughs> yeah, man. a twenty-one-year-old. Just, that ain't the
4: the 21 year old. just like, show up to work? Remember that? That's why I wouldn't give him those pick and roll. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> you spot yeah. up over there. Just wait in the corner, Paul. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's let's get back. You brought on this up, man. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I I do I do think
0: I do think it should be noted because uh, people were asking about it. Kawhi did not sign an extension because he's he not eligible for an extension. Um, he, if he's going to sign, it's going to be in the offseason. Right. And he hits the 10-year mark in the offseason so he can get the Supermax, all of that. It's not even worth like looking into, like, well, why is not Kawhi doing anything? Because it, there's nothing to do. So that's what it is.
3: Someone on Twitter was telling me that we shouldn't have re-signed Paul George and that we should try and go for Giannis.
1: So I thought yeah, okay. about that for a little bit. Um, How long did you think about it? Well, uh, I thought about it for a solid minute and a half. I was like, damn. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was it's, like, not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, damn, now we can't get Giannis. And then I moved on, and that was it. I was like. It's looking so it? far ahead. It's like,
3: yeah, we haven't even won a championship yet, but
1: we should go for Giannis, dude. <laughs> Where does he even fit on the team with Kawhi and Morris? Giannis? Oh, he should be playing center full time, but we can get to that later. All right, so let's let's move on. Uh the reason we brought you here was to talk about the upcoming season and kind of where we all are at in terms of how we feel the Clippers are going to do this season, sort of expectations, you know, classic sports podcast stuff. So, the first question I wanted to ask is what is the thing you're most excited for this season? Charles, the floor is yours. I do I was going first. Um I'm excited to see an actual
3: system theoretically be put in place. I'm excited for the Clippers to have an identity other than give the ball to PG and Kawhi on the offensive end. Um, Those are the two biggest things. And yeah, I guess I'm excited to watch Serge and Zoo play next to each other in some lineups. That's going to be insane. But I'm mostly just excited. Everything feels so new. Like we have basically a whole, an entirely remade bench, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool. I'm excited to see the bench have a more of an identity than just a pick and roll. And I'm excited to see Ty Lu come in and help something to help his legacy out a bunch.
1: Will?
4: I'm excited for revenge season. You got Paul George, revenge tour season. Kawhi, revenge tour season. My dude, Nick Batum. <laughs> You're so revenge high on Nick tour tour season. <laughs> canard. The Canard dog is coming out with a revenge, revenge season. <laughs> He's gonna revenge against his own body. <laughs> I just before this I is go a to sports you, Carl, podcast. I really
1: mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable with how red your teeth are as you're saying these things. It's really, it's really making me. Oh cry. yeah, Will's got wine teeth Yeah, right drinking, now. That <laughs> drinking that Syrah. Drinking a petite Syrah. Carl, what are I you most Syrah. excited for? I'm
2: excited for the coronavirus vaccine to be doiled <laughs> out to the general public by March. And by April, we'll all get to see Jay Scrub take the court. <laughs> He's gonna be my new favorite player.
3: Get, gonna get a jersey with scrub on the back. I'm gonna get a jersey
2: with scrub on it, and uh, I'm gonna get the number. And people will just be like, Is that every yeah they, jersey? yeah,
3: they people are stupid. That's when Paul George's army starts
1: taking bodies, that's right, <laughs> knocking people out. Yeah,
2: Paul George's army. I'm a soldier in the <laughs> army of Paul George. Uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I, I I'm excited to to the same thing. with Charles said to echo those sentiments. I'm I've kind of gone back into uh Clippers are gonna be. I'm I'm kind of back in like 2014 fan mode, where it's like, yeah, man, let's see what happens this year. You know, I think the Lakers got their little championship out of their system, so they can finally feel secure in being the better team in LA again because. Last year was just a fucking mess with them. And uh it was, man. They were so insecure about it. They were so afraid. Like they took such a big sigh of relief when we got knocked out. And so now it's back to they can rest on their laurels. And then we can sneak in there and Kawhi gets his revenge on, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. PG gets his revenge on, hopefully. If not, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go cut him.
1: You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to go AWOL from Larry. Uh, a, a mutiny, go a, a mutiny. Yeah. Oh my I'm, God! I'm
2: gonna be a treasonist. I'm be. I'm an Edward I'm Snowden. Treasonist. I'm an Edward
1: Snowden. I have your documents, Mister George Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl is swinging around a knife. I just want everybody to know that it's not a even
3: gun. a butterfly knife. It's but a straight it's a stray razor, straight <laughs> razor, <laughs> isn't it? Oh man! Are you ready for your shave, Mister George? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Carl in. is an
1: 1885 gangster right yeah. now with a straight razor. He's, wizard, he's yeah. the, demon <laughs> yeah. Tart. Tart. the demon barber of
3: Sweeney Sweeney The demon barber of Fig Street. Is
1: yeah. out there just... yeah. <laughs> oh my God! We got to write that musical. Okay, Brian, what are you? What are you most excited for? Uh,
0: the humbling. Like I think that that what happened in the postseason humbled a lot of guys uh you know i i think that there was i i think a lot of the hate that that is thrown towards the clippers way is the kind of hubris that they carried themselves with last season and i think that that uh the way that they kind of flamed out will change the way that they approach it i do think revenge season is a bit of a thing but like with the new system, with the new kind of, like, mindset, I think that this is going to be a more enjoyable season than last year was. It has uh, to be. Like, it, like <laughs> that was kind of a joyless season. I, know, I hope. Um, in in a lot of ways. And so I'm super excited to, like, have a team that's, like, fun to watch again. You know what I mean? Like Like, you could see them kind of enjoying the game because... They know what they're doing. It's not everybody's like trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing, where they're supposed to be. You know, a lot of infighting, weird locker room stuff. Like, I do think Trez was a major part of like the like kind of tense vibe in the locker room, and and I think that that will change a lot. And so, I'm excited to watch a team that's fun to watch again. Can I ask y'all something? Because y'all were there a lot. No, I'm sorry, Uh, Joseph. What are you most?
2: I'm kidding. moving on thank you i'm s- i'm sorry before you get to go joseph i i just it's have okay. to add you mentioned something you mentioned something about us the the hubris that we carried ourselves i still have yet to see it besides the dumb billboards like i have yet to see what this so arrogant team was when we're playing against a team across the hall that was literally running football plays with the basketball before in, in warm, instead of shooting the basketball into the hoop and warming up, they were running football plays, playing grab ass, if oh. playing grab ass. If that ain't hubris, if that ain't man, we ain't got to warm up. We go win the game. If well, that, so what was the hubris that we were showing? Was it the fact the, that Kawhi and PG sat a lot? Was it Pat Beverly saying some stupid shit? Who gives a fuck
3: what Pat Beverly? A saying? bunch of fans. So a bunch of fans. Anytime the Clippers would lose last year, anytime the Clippers would lose, there was a very heavy sentiment of. Who cares? It's only December. Who cares? It's only January. That was a very real thing. And that doesn't come from the players at all, obviously. But there was this thing of like, we're going to, we're going to, a lot of fans thought that we're just going to turn this thing on. Joseph's pointing to himself when it matters. So I think the fans did that, but the players in the locker room, man, in the the year that the Clippers won 48 games and had no business winning 48 games, um, that locker room was very fun. A lot of times post-game. Like, there was good vibes, like Cendarius and Trezor joking, and whatever, whatever. Man, I don't think I ever heard a single person crack a joke in the locker room last season. Like, post, like, at all. Like, it was, the vibe was I don't, horrible. Yeah.
4: I don't think it was a hubris, but there was, like, a there was just, like, a lack of
3: urgency.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, kind of, yeah, like a, a pent-up. There was more of a stress, I feel like, than a hubris. But, yeah, there was definitely, like, an, an entire cloud over the thing uh and yeah i just feel like they didn't rise to maybe the i, I think that a part attempt.
1: of it and too, sucks yeah i think a part of it um <laughs> that derailed me no i think a part of it really has to do with how they were covered so it's not necessarily that the team carried themselves with this hubris which anytime they were caught celebrating like a normal team it was labeled as oh look at these front runners look at this For cocky sure. team but What happened was the media actually took the Clippers seriously and kind of predicted them to win it all, right? And I don't think people liked that. I don't think that people in general liked the idea that, oh, just because the Clippers got Kawhi and Paul George, they're going to waltz to the title, right? And then you also have to think about how they were described. They were described as the deepest team in the league. This is the smartest front office in the league. This is the richest, best owner in the league. Oh, Someone's on our totally- bench could win a playoff game, I remember. Yeah, th- so it was all of this like hype that came from outside of the Clippers' sphere that I think infiltrated the rest of the fan bases and were like, why aren't they talking about my team like that? And that then started off this kind of hate roll that only got bigger and bigger as the problems did mount during the season. And I will also say I am at fault a lot because I was – the most confident Clipper fan publicly. Um, You're Clippers bro. It makes sense. I am the Clippers yeah. bro. So, um, and I think that not there right. was, there there was a big, I know we, we had that, I think disagreement one time. I was like, you guys, it, it is just December. Like it's not really a big deal. And I was wrong. Um, I was wrong because I believed in a leadership that wasn't there. That doesn't necessarily only come down on the players, but it does come down on the players as well.
0: But wouldn't you say like, like Will said, there was the lack of urgency that that does kind of come off as hubris because there is the like, and they've even said it after everything happened that they all kind of had this mentality that like, yeah, we have enough talent. We'll figure it out. Like it's going to happen.
1: Exactly. And like all of the comments that even, even come out in media availability now, they are saying that what they did at the end of the season was, oh, well, I mean, we went up three, one for a reason. We had this great season for a reason. We don't really need to do anything other than be us, which is a hubris. So, but I don't think that that was something that they necessarily, I don't know. I don't look at it as they were the ones like specifically driving this hubris narrative, but the fact that they never did anything to really kind of come through on all this stuff is what makes it this big deal to everybody else. And it's become the truth because we lost. Right. Yeah. And all the narratives around would have changed if we had won the championship. If we had just yeah. put Denver away in five games, beaten the Lakers, gone on to win the championship, everybody would have talked about, oh, my God, they are the best team in the league. Oh, they are this or that. You know, it wouldn't be this whole. Oh, they're fucking front runner frauds. So
2: that's bullshit.
1: If I was the Clippers, I would simply win a champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I get that. You know, there were so many times where I would be, and I hate to keep Doing this, but there were so many times where I would look at the Lakers bench when they would, when I would think about everybody calling us because y'all got y'all came out there too cocky, y'all came out too cocky, and it's like I'm watching Jr. Smith not sit down the whole game and literally be almost standing on the court in the bubble, and the refs not telling him to go sit down, he ain't got no mask on, he ain't like (laughs) like, and he's standing there, and I'm like, how are we being? criticized Dwight Howard made ready. all those
3: fat jokes to Come Jokic on it was like crazy like, <laughs> like how are we being no how were we
2: being like their bench never shut up I you, they literally shot a got a shot during the Denver series during the WCF of one of Denver's younger players like shooting a free throw after he had just like dunked on somebody like dunked on KCP or something it was dope and then he like shot a free throw and the whole bench is on the side line and they shut up after the dunk And I guess he maybe said something to them, and they weren't saying anything. And then he missed the free throw. They all stood up and climbed over the barrier just to shame this guy. Yeah, and it's like, and that that was the game that they lost. Right. And it was like, how how are we considered to be too cocky when they're doing that? Like they were the one seed. LeBron's just bringing fun. LeBron's just having fun. We can't have nice things. I understand that once you get to the finals, you can do that type of stuff. You've earned it. But before that. Like the Lakers never changed their attitude the whole season. And they were labeled, oh, well, they're just being fun. They're just, they're just having fun.
1: LeBron, A, but B, they were the one seed. They played hard every single time. We were the night. two. No, 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 I understand that. But they, <laughs> they did. They they did take every opponent seriously, and that's how they got the one seed. They played defense and they looked like a really yeah, hard. And they played hard. And so I think people look at that and go, oh, they earned it. Whereas the Clippers would just kind of out-talent everybody and it would just be like, oh, yeah, one time Kawhi was really good and that's how they won that game. And one time Paul George was really good. And then one time Montrez was like really good one time. And then that's how we won games instead of, oh, the Lakers enveloped this team for 48 minutes or, you know, stuff like that. So I just think it's it's a matter of reality and also media perception really drives It's so a matter of
2: us moving back to San Diego. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd be down for that. Anyway, um <laughs> me too. I'd go live in San Diego. We should all move to San Diego. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. We can get a house together. Um anyway, I am most excited for um competent defense for 48 minutes. That's really what I'm most excited for. It's kind of like a boring answer, but um I'm just excited to not have the anxiety of what the next fuck up is going to be. I feel like we have a lot of like solid vets that are going to know where to be. And if we lose, it's because the other team executed better or made more shots or whatever it is, instead of like, Oh, we made a tactical mistake or, Oh, you know, we fucked up a bunch of rotations because no one knew where they were supposed to be. So that might happen with the second unit backcourt though, because that defense is garbage. That is true. But I think that's going to be more turnstiles and less, you don't know where to be true we'll just say, errors yeah. yeah yeah just yeah just like yeah you know where Fair. you were supposed to be but they just got right you, by you but your luke canard but your luke canard yeah short arm canard um does okay. he have short arms uh he's he's uh he's a good shooter his so wing, yes
0: his wingspan is 42
1: <laughs> no i think he's 65 with a 65 wingspan so he doesn't have like long arms he has proportional pa- pathetic I, it always it always looks weird in the nba when someone has like the right length arms that aren't like extendo arms and they tend to be good shooters jj reddick luke canard they're also white anyway so next what are you saying joseph (laughs) (laughs) good shooters bro oh right um what is the thing you're most worried about carl i'm gonna start with you um i'm always worried about
2: the clippers clipping you know what i mean (laughs) Fair. because clippers don't clip yeah they don't clip
3: (laughs) There's no evidence to support that they don't. Yes. (laughs) yeah.
2: All the data shows that the Clippers going to clip. So (laughs) sometimes they don't don't clip as bad. Sometimes they clip terribly, but they gonna clip. I saw one game where they didn't clip last year. They clipped a little bit, even in that game. The game we beat Dallas 154 to 111 or whatever. And they didn't clip. They clippered. But no, I just, man, uh, I'm still worried about point guard play. I was I was looking at the little I was reading the Jovan article about all the uh, Joe. About the my best friend's name is Jovan and he spells it the same way that's why
1: I call him Jovan that, that's so great
2: but uh, <laughs> I was reading his article also I don't like him but I was reading his article
1: oh <laughs> come on Double nah, Dip
2: man. Club he, legend <laughs> he he uh, he wrote about all the players and I was like who are we gonna have starting that point guard is it gonna be Pat Beverly is it gonna be Reggie Jackson this is going to be Luke. Canale. God, I hope not. I like Reggie. I'm a Reggie. I'm a Reggie truther. He lost the starting job to Landry Shamit, though. <laughs> yeah, that point. was he was playing bad in that series, but everybody's playing bad. Nobody's playing good in that series. So,
3: yeah, uh, Reggie already- Michael was great. Morris was solid. Can't run those
2: guys at the point, though. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Says who? <laughs> Did you watch
4: the Knicks? Yeah, you know what? Very good
3: point. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious about point guard play, and I'm anxious just about Paul George not getting out of his head. Hopefully, the money helps. Hopefully, the money. Hopefully, he feels a little bit more secure. Usually, it does. Yeah. Uh, does it? Are you joking? No,
3: that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, that,
2: I'm tripping. I was trying to think back on other people who've been maxed out. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, but
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm most not excited for. Most anxious about is that point guard play. But I'm excited to see the new guys, man. I hope we keep some of these dudes. I wonder if Kai Bowman is going to make the roster. I wonder if the two M- Mount St. Mary's guys are going to make the roster because that one, the 6A guy looks like a prospect. I don't, I don't know if I want to lose him. The
3: dude who was like the number two scorer?
2: Yeah. Country no,
3: or whatever? Not, not,
2: not Jay Scrub, The Mount St. No. Mary's guy.
3: Yeah, there was a guy. One of the guys we got from Mount St. Mary's was like a, the 12th highest scorer in NCAA. A. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I want to keep him. Hopefully we can cut Jonathan Motley. He ain't done nothing for us in years.
3: (laughs) He's in Phoenix now. Oh, he is? Okay, well,
2: let's take take his spot.
3: (laughs) I love that you know enough about the Clippers to know that Jonathan Motley played, but not (laughs) to to know that he is not on the team anymore. (laughs) No, I don't
2: keep up with Jonathan Motley. I just know that he's like, you know me. When I go to the game and we check in guys who aren't the top, guys who aren't Kawhi, PG, Lou, and Trez, nobody would clap for him. And so I'm always like, yeah, let's go, man. It's, they all play for our team.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's go, Jonathan Motley. Two years ago. Clipper legend. Uh, Brian, what are you most worried about?
0: Uh, injuries. I mean, the we, we talked about this on the last episode, but a lot of the moves this offseason raised the ceiling for the team, but they definitely lowered the floor in a lot of ways. And if some of these injuries come back, it could be, it could get brutal pretty quick. Um, and all the injuries that the team endured last year, uh, you know, led to the second most different starting lineups. I don't know how to phrase that. Um, the second, second, most starting lineups or or whatever. You were close Um, enough. Yeah. And, and that, you know, I think translated to some of the on court chemistry issues, uh, that happened. So, For me, I'm worried because there are, you know, a decent amount of injury uh, concerns with this roster that uh, I hope that, you know, they stay healthy. But that's probably my biggest worry this next season. Will? So
4: I guess I'm a little bit worried about the formula, right? Like, I think that this is the year to, like, develop whatever the foundation for this team actually is. Um, And I guess I get a little bit worried that there's so many cooks in the kitchen uh, between Ty and Craig and Atkinson and uh, Chauncey being there. Um, And I also worry that the front office could get a little bit ahead of itself and try to make another midseason move. And I think like what needs to happen is once again, we can't rely on talent. We need to find out like the formula for what this team is and how this team can continue to win when they're not getting the shots that they want. Uh, You know, things that Lob City never figured out, things that obviously last year's team didn't figure out. But, yeah, I'm worried that if we don't get the formula right, it doesn't matter what talent we have. It's just never going to come together.
3: Yeah. Play after the play is what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, that's what they're focusing on. (laughs) Charles? Um,
3: uh, I guess just time. I mean, this is the craziest, shortest offseason to have a brand-new coach and a shit ton of brand-new players to bring to a championship team that didn't have an identity in the first place. So the truncated schedule is a little worrisome. I'm a little, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with COVID. Like that seems like it could be a disaster knowing the Clippers luck, um, stuff like that. But that's pretty much it. Injuries are always going to be a thing that you worry about. But like, I think it's just the short runway.
1: Yeah.
3: I hear you.
2: I said, knowing our luck, the honey practice facility is going to be full <laughs> of uh, ventilators. Yeah, they're
3: like we. Oh, oh, we use the COVID air. Shit. Yeah. Joseph, <laughs> no, so what are you worried about?
1: Thanks, Charles. don't clip. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the setup. Um, depth. I think that my biggest issue with this off season is something that Brian talked about already, but just the swings they took, kind of left us exposed on the back end. Like, if everything hits, it's awesome. Like, I think we. We brought in guys that address some of the issues that we had and are going to kind of make up a good playoff rotation. But, you know, one of those guys gets hurt or one of those guys just isn't as good as we think he's going to be. And we're pretty thin. Uh, and sort of the margin moves that the front office made, I think, didn't really address what the like biggest glaring weakness we have in terms of depth, and that's like wing depth. We've got two wings and then Marcus Morris – and then Nick Batum, and that's it. Um, and if one of those guys gets hurt, we now don't really have like a bench wing, um, and I think that's a problem. And I think relying on Patrick Patterson may prove foolhardy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I like that. And I just think that you know uh, we're gonna get to this like later but just in terms of like last year versus this year I do feel like our depth was better last year granted there were a lot of glaring issues in terms of how players were going to be used yeah um, we didn't really use it yeah and and we never we never dipped into sort of the versatility that that roster had and we don't I mean we have it in theory but we don't know if it's like a sure thing this year uh, I think that the losing Jamichael Green is a really big hit it really makes me upset um, for sure but not bringing in guys like you know, Glenn Robinson III and and Ronde Hollis Jefferson and and guys like that like we needed a little bit more padding I think on the under end of our rotation and, and we don't have yeah. it and so if it if it works out great but that's what I'm most worried about is just we're 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 we have a razor thin margin of error I think for this year's roster um, it could either be great or it's going to be bad. Are you worried about seeding at all? Um, well, like, that's does actually... Does seeding matter, do you I, I think that's actually our next question, uh, Charles. Yeah. Uh, oh, just oh I have one matter. more worry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs>
4: I'm also worried that Nick Batum might end up being too good next season. <laughs> and he's not going to retire a Clippers. Some other team is going to snatch him away. He's wow, going to get up with Georgians. <laughs> I'll
1: They'll be really you disappointed.
4: <laughs> no, but I'm going to work
1: on it. Okay, thank you. All right. Cause I need you to be our our inside our Nick Nick Batum insider. That's what I need from you this season.
0: I took two years of French.
1: So what do, do you got? Right now? Uh, je ne sais pas. That means I don't know. Tr- très bien. <laughs> That's all très you bien. need. I I have a I have a sentence in French that I can throw at you. You ready? It il, y a, be anything. il y a un éléphant du Masupe. You know what that there's means? an elephant in your soup? There's an elephant in my soup. There you go, Charles. French is easy, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Elian, Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> that means there's a Gonzalez in my soup, bro. Good job. I think that was Creole, actually, what you just spoke. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so you, you mentioned
0: the seating there. Um, Will, but our next question- dying. You killed Will. <laughs> the Creole joke killed Will. <laughs> Will? Will? Um, all right. Well, while, while Will takes his uh, his lap there, um, what what's your expectation for the regular season? Uh,
1: Joseph, let's start with you. Um, so I think there's a potential that they could actually end up being like the one seed if they stay healthy. I think that there's actually an opportunity for them to um, play really well in the regular season and kind of figure it all out. The only reason I say that is because we were the two seed last year, and we had all that kind of crazy turmoil, um, and we still ended up churning out, you know, the second best offense and the fifth best defense in the league. So, I think with a better coach um, for this roster and and some more continuity in that starting five, and you know, Zoo playing more minutes and Obaka, you know, joining the team, I think they could end up being the one seed. Um, but I think that they're going to be a top three seed at minimum. I, I don't think that there's really much sliding scale. I think they're the second what about COVID? team in the West. Uh yeah, that's that's the scary part. Um but I I I'm not gonna make my my predictions based on COVID. You know, I'm just gonna kinda go my fingers are crossed and if we get a COVID case or COVID outbreak, then we're fucked. And any team, <laughs> any team would be <laughs> fucked. So um I'm just gonna say, you know, based on the roster and everything else I I think a top three seed is kind of what I expect from them this year. Chuck. I feel
3: like, yeah, I mean, everything you guys got me in the middle of making a drink. I blame you for this, Brian. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, everything, no COVID, definitely top three. But I also don't think I really care about seeding. There's not going to be fans, I don't think, for the most part, in playoffs. Um, And... I just want the process to look good. That's an LA Clippers film thing, but like, I just want the process to look good. If we're the four or five seed, I
1: don't give a shit as long as we're hitting a stride when we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just That's, really quick. I, I think seeding does matter in the West given matchups. That's the only thing. And I think that securing a top three seed is pretty important in terms of trying to avoid some of those middle of the pack teams that could be pretty tough outs.
4: But what team is easy in the West, really? None. Yeah. Not even like, Sacramento.
1: Like in a seven game place. series, yeah, I just
4: can't name a team where I'm like, oh, we'll walk th- we could walk through them. That's a yeah. cakewalk.
1: There are, there are, anyway, I'm not gonna say that there's any like cakewalks in the West, but I, I think we'd beat the Suns pretty handily in you know a series. <laughs> with angry, with angry CP three? Yeah, yeah just Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> angry C P three. Fucking get, give me a break. What would that work Jersey? out
3: for him? How'd that work out for him? <laughs> Um, Did you guys notice this is a hard pivot the valley jerseys for the suns the top of it i really like it they use a different font on the shorts than what, what is on the chest of the jerseys really it really it really bothers me <laughs> yes me see what it's you're fucking about. insane i think
1: i'm gonna have anyway. to look that up uh <laughs> will expectation for the regular season
4: um <clears throat> I'm like yeah I'm like completely revamping my approach from what it was last year like I'm I'm seriously coming in like with no expectations uh if we go through streaks I'm not going to say that it doesn't matter but like once again to me it's like about the formula like are we figuring stuff out or are we continuing mm-hmm. to make the same mistakes and that's why we're losing and if we figure that out and it takes longer and that makes our seed lower fine but it's just like it's just going to be about the on court product like are things starting to gel together? Like, is this starting to look like a team? Uh, I mean, look, we know, we know what a championship team looks like. Like, and, and I think last year, you know, we could kind of lie to ourselves at times, but like, we know what a championship team looks like. And this, this team didn't look like that.
0: Dude, hold on. I'm fucking dying over here. Chuck just changed his background to the hot dog eating
3: contest. God, I had this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the guy who's shoving the hot dog down looks like he's in so much pain. That's Joey, and like, Joey Dude, that's Dude, that's fucking Chestnut. That's the bro. Chestnut. Oh, oh an is. American
1: hit a hero. I mean, that guy as good as
3: Kobayashi, but yeah.
1: And, and
0: he's just being antagonized by Balmer, and I'm just dying. <laughs> a
3: billionaire's like, eat the hot dog.
2: Kobayashi is oh, the oh, oh, all oh. The time. You, you know, you know, Steve Bum was like, oh no, no, oh no, 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 I'm chewing.
3: He's just like he's just Adam <laughs>
0: Sandler, but it's Steve Ballmer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, what's your expectation for the regular season?
2: Um, uh, man, I've got like I said, I've gone back to being an old school Clipper fan. I'm just uh, but I'm also still having expectations for the team in the, in the way of I'm not expecting us to, to suck, like, not, not I'm not expecting this the team to suck oh, yeah. anymore, you know what I
3: mean? Yeah,
2: but. Like I'm, I'm sick of the whole competition between the Lakers thing. I just want to focus on my team and whatever it takes. We we got a lot of new players. There is some depth issues. I I'm a Pat Pat Truther just like I'm a Reggie Truther. A mere coffee stand. Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. <laughs> <damn> and <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm thinking four seed. I'm thinking four seed. I think. I think uh, a lot of people are still believing in these warriors without Clay for some reason. Makes no sense. Zero it makes sense. tiny. It makes a tiny amount of sense. Like it, it. I don't understand it. But I'm also because of how much support he gets by uh, the media, the white media, the and the the white people of America. I'm thinking Dallas and over the area that he early. plays
3: in. <laughs> I'm
2: thinking it's Lakers. I mean, I, I'm thinking it's Lakers, Denver, Dallas, then us.
3: Who's at five? Who are we playing in the playoffs in your scenario?
2: Uh, I think Utah is right there or, or a, uh, a, a Phoenix. I don't think Houston's going to do it unless James Harden. <laughs> who knows play. what the hell's
3: going to happen with Houston? I don't know what's going to happen out there. But, and who am
2: Burton. I forgetting right now? Uh, uh, who am I forgetting? Oregon. Oregon. Portland. Oregon. Portland. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oregon. they'll be up there. oregon all of oregon is going to be playing us. i mean I they do play for all of oregon i think i think we'd beat utah in a seven game series in like five games anyway I uh, think that we could be Brian. Seven game.
0: i i'm kind of uh i'm with will on this one uh my expectations are uh not so much focused on seating but more just like I want to see you know we, we keep talking about how this is the year you know they're finally going to have a system put in place and and in uh you know during media week even Kawhi was like you know this year is all about not skipping steps and it there seems to be kind of a mantra on the team that it's like we're gonna do it right this time and that means going through growing pains so i think that there are gonna be some sometimes during the regular season where they're they're going to drop three in a row or something like that. But, and, and we were even warned by people, um, you know, on the cab side that we talked to about Ty Lue, And they're like, he's oh, going to yeah. drive you, he's going to drive you fucking crazy because he's going to tinker a lot in the regular season. But in doing that, you're going to find stuff that does work and you're going to find what works best and which group of guys work really well together. And as long as that's happening, like I'm okay with the pendulum swing as long as, you know, as it progresses, the swing is getting less and less, and you're starting to see stuff that works and and uh, things that that start to make sense. There, Chuck, you're fucking killing me. I feel like I did this to you guys last time we were on the show, and so now this is your turn. Bomber's making sure everyone's in
1: check. With this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> oh, the little things, huh? Is that what we're talking about this time? Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, so dilute, all the small thing, things, like... if you
1: will. <laughs>
3: Oof. <laughs> well played. Uh, cause Ty Lou, like that's his thing. His goal is a championship. He does not care about the regular season. Right. From everything that we've heard. So I'm excited to be frustrated by actual tinkering and not just doing the same thing. I'd rather be frustrated by being like, why are you trying all these different lineups? Then why are we using this one lineup?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. Also, those shorts are a travesty. Why did they use the regular font and not the Valley font?
2: That's what I would write. It doesn't doesn't make make any any sense. sense.
1: It doesn't make any sense.
2: I think it's hard.
4: That's like a new trend. I feel like <laughs> different jersey to the shorts. It's it's not good.
3: Do you guys like the new city jerseys? Yes.
0: Yeah, they're good.
2: Yeah, they are cool. I wish we. I wish I thought we was gonna get one more. I kind of need a more, red jersey in the mix, man. Yeah. This late, this lady is is really leaning towards this black and white thing, and I'm like, wh- who is giving her the okay to do this? I need Old to go Zucker. talk to her. Yeah, Jillian Zucker. Like, stop with the black and white shit. Like. We need a red jersey in there,
3: or the San Diego type throwbacks.
2: Or, mm. I don't, I didn't like those. I don't. Like I the want
4: the Olympics one. one to come back.
2: Uh, yeah, that was hard. Ooh. That was hard. It. Joseph, you tripping, homie? Uh, that uh, shit was that uh, shit was hard body. Uh, that shit was hands on a hard body. Tuh, tuh. Awful, you wild, awful, <laughs> look at your hoodie right <laughs> now,
1: Joseph. Now I'm about <laughs> to roast you, boy. Fucking <laughs> 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 word, word oh, art. Woodstock
3: looking ass. Oh. <laughs>
1: i'm a troop bro don't disrespect me anyway um (laughs) i'm a pg's army bro (laughs) um okay so this is the logical next question do we think that this team is a capital c contender like do we think they're a tier one contender or a tier two contender brian i'll start with you
0: Ah, man, it's hard. Like, even Jovan, when he was on here, was like, I didn't believe in the in the Clippers curse until this last season, so... It's, That's
3: insane that he didn't believe it until now, but whatever.
0: <laughs> you now he won't fucking stop writing about it.
3: Um, it's the only interview you can get.
0: I do think
3: they <laughs> the are. curse? Yeah, the curse is the only thing that'll sit down for an interview that's involved with the Clippers. No other players allowed to.
1: Yeah,
5: I'll talk to you, Yovas. Yeah, exactly. was like, all right, man, we can run it back, I guess. Like they were doing really well. They were on a seven and two tear. I was like, I was losing strength, so I decided to put out a, a disease by having sex with a bat.
3: Yovas like, mm-hmm. and yeah. you were pretty efficient in
1: that. Yeah. And how about how about the chemistry? Was the chemistry <laughs> off? Yeah. yeah, the chemistry
5: was too good. They were fishing before
1: it <laughs> started. All of these things.
5: Kawhi was a smiley. He was a smiley diley, and so I had to tell Trez that everyone on the team thought that he wasn't as good.
3: Right, and that was a pretty effective strategy, from your point.
5: It worked for me. Please <laughs> call me Curse. Rivers Curse was my favorite. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, Brian. The question was, oh, the "Fuck the question, team. dude." Fuck the.
0: The rest of the episode is just an interview with the curse, dude. That's, <laughs> that's all. Did you change my voice for
5: that? <laughs> I don't want my identity to be. With you. <laughs> He's like shopping.
0: It's just a black cloud legs. <laughs> <like we're> <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, I do think I do think they are contenders. I do like. I still think. At the end of the day, without the system, with all the things that we're talking about them improving this year, they were top five in both categories last season. I don't really see that changing too much. I think the, you know, on and off court chemistry is going to be better this year. Like, I do think they're contenders, you know, like if we're talking capital C contender, fully healthy. Yes. Right. And like when you're talking about a contender, you have to you have to like throw the health question out the window unless there's something existing currently um and they're not they're all healthy by you know everything that's that we're being told at least and so yeah they're they're contending for sure Will Uh yeah I mean they're they're absolutely a capital C contender um
4: I yeah if they're fully healthy like the only thing that can fuck it up is
3: them
1: Yeah
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a good point
1: Yeah good very good point Carl
2: Yeah, I mean, there are certain players in the league that automatically make you a contender. I believe Kawhi has proven himself to be one of those guys, LeBron, KD, these guys, Steph, like Paul George, you're an automatic contender when you got these. Paul George hasn't proven it, but I'm a part of his army. I'm a soldier and uh, I hope he proves it this year. Uh, But I yeah, I I think they are. I'm also not. My hopes will not be there will be no talking off the ledge. T- uh, text to Brian this season and by saying that I am truly lying because there was most <laughs> yeah that's gonna happen <laughs> but because I just love this
1: stupid ass team too much mm-hmm. but, Charles yeah oh, sorry we're contenders. we're contenders for sure capital C capital C. capital C capital C contenders good thank we're you all capital C, C
2: with a capital C O N T E N D E R S with a pool noodle on the top and under the bottom
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we're all caps contenders yeah. <laughs> okay we're the we're the top contender other than the defending champ in the
0: west okay and mr curse what do you think Are uh is this team contender capital c
5: well i think that's the problem because they are i truly believe that they are but i'm also cursed with the capital c and i'm <laughs> my ugly head at some point
3: is this revenge season for you curse because things kind of went a little too good last year for the clippers
5: this is revenge season for me I've never been so disrespected in my life by the Clippers narrowly making a Western Conference Finals. I set that up years ago to make sure that that would never happen. You see, the Clippers arena was built on an ancient Indian burial site. (laughs) I forgot about the Englewood drive. It only affects the Lakers positively. (laughs) Because the Indians were huge magic guys. (laughs) Oh, man. I love the curse.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Mr. Curse. Uh, no problem. That's at all. a big get for you guys. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> the rare, the rare six-guy episode. I mean, oh, just God. insane. Wow. We're just breaking all the Where's rules it even zooming here? from? It's crazy.
5: Oh we being beyond? paid for this?
1: <laughs> what's uh, my day rate? I believe my day, my day rate. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... <laughs> uh, Yes, this team is a capital C contender if they're healthy. That's my answer. Um I think that they're not the favorites. Like I'm a little I'm a little less amped than I was last year. Lakers are the favorites. Yeah, the for Lakers sure, yeah, are the right? favorites. Absolutely. Um you know, there are ways for me to talk myself into them actually making more of a lateral move and potentially like a downgrade than upgrading like everybody else is saying that they have. Um but I do think that the Clippers upgraded the places that they needed. I was talking about the Lakers in that one. Um, but I think that the Clippers upgraded I mean, where they needed to. Uh, and as long as they stay healthy, I think that, yeah, they're you know someone who can get out of the West. And I don't think it'd be a shock for them to get it out of the West uh, and win the title. I think that they can do it. Um, but I'm not expecting it to happen like I did last year. It's just kind of where I'm at. So – I'm going to start with Carl.
0: This is this is uh, our last question here. Um are there any moves that you want to you want to see made? Like and anything left that you would like for them to
1: do?
2: Well, now that Russ is off the table, I was oh actually I was big on that.
5: <laughs>
1: I want
2: Yeah, you can hate him. I'm 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 a soldier in Russ's army. Uh I like I like his I like the way he plays. Like I got he's one of my top players of all time, honestly. Um, I like the way he plays. Uh, I would like to see us get a good point guard, but it doesn't feel like there are any out there right now. I wish we could have nailed Schroeder. That would have been really sick.
3: That was such a big pickup. I was so mad when that pickup happened. Yeah,
2: when I saw it, I was like, that's going to be the one that takes him over the edge. He's good. Uh, I do believe that Trez is going to get better under LeBron's tutelage. That, he won't. That, that bums me out. Um, I believe it. But uh, what, what, am I, what moves would I want to see? Yeah, man, I just think we just need a guard and
0: and maybe – I think we're good on bigs. I think we're – George, George Hill is a name that's thrown out there a lot for a target guard for Yeah, the I'd like
2: a George Hill. I'd like Alonzo. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I'd like to
2: see – Lonzo's a pretty good defender and he's a great passer. He's proven that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the only two moves that I'm like – that we need. I, it sucks that we lost Jamichael. It would be great if one of these new guys could fulfill his role, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they're. Again, I don't think I don't know if they're making the team. I want to see Terrence Mann come out his second year. I want to see what he's. Hey,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe he run a little point this year. He was scared last year, but he. <laughs> Joseph, is there any move you want to see made? Um.
1: Yeah, I'd kind of like to see the Lou for PJ Tucker trade happen. Um, Oh, I'm so on board with that. I would, I'd be super down. I know that like that kind of fucks up our guard thing. Um, but maybe Terrence Mann steps up, but also I'd almost kind of prefer Luke Kennard to be the lead, lead ball handler on that second unit anyway. Um, so, you know, getting PJ Tucker kind of adds to our versatility addresses the wing need. And I just love him. Uh, As a player, he's tough as nails, and um, that's something that I think that the team needs a little bit more of, too. Um, And so either that or the George Hill thing is fine. It's not like a big needle mover for me, though. I think people are talking about him as like this vastly clear upgrade, and yes, he can shoot. Yes, he can play defense a little bit, but he's also 35, and I think that Lou Williams has a little bit more north-south uh to his game and I don't really know if we can afford to get rid of the one guy that we have that can get north south, you know, run a pick and roll and get into the paint. So I also um, believe in
2: Pat Bev. I believe in Pat Bev.
1: Oh yeah, me too. Uh, I don't I don't want to see Pat Bev move. Um basically just give him the market. I don't think there's really anybody out there that we can get for his contract that's going to give us kind of his impact. So um really the P J Tucker for Lou thing is like the only thing. Or I Derek mean. Rose
2: for Lou. What do, you, what do you guys feel about that Derek Rose for Lou?
1: Hell no. What does he do away, better dude. than Derek Rose? All I
2: right. All right. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm outnumbered here by all of you uh, illegal
3: activity. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't do anything better than Lou Williams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. true. And there's also the. <laughs> he uh, doesn't! Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, I also don't want that to that's, that's the curse talk. Yeah, that's yeah, well given his past, it would be a very curse move for us to get Ooh, Derek okay. Rose. So um,
0: Will, anything you want to see? Any moves? I mean, like, honestly,
4: no. Like, would it be <laughs> great to add another wing or something like that? Sure. But, like, at the end of the day for me, man, like, this isn't fantasy basketball. There's enough talent on this roster to win a championship if they do it right. There was enough right. talent on this roster last year to win a championship. And, I mean, like, there was some small injury stuff, but nothing major. Like, right. there's enough talent on this team to win a championship. So, let's get it done. Let's. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of get
1: bored of the trade thing. Pre- Can, you Can you start – can you start giving the, like, pregame speeches uh, in the locker room, <laughs> no. Yes. Only after a full bottle of wine. Can- <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Amazing. Can we have Paul George roll his eyes at you as well? Can we have that happen, too?
2: And then you slap him? <laughs> Bitch, I'm talking. Paulie! Roll them eyes back go- front.
3: <laughs> nice logo. It looks like a bow tie, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's getting spicy. Charles. We watched a dude, oh, real quick. We watched a dude who worked for the Clippers because PG has two chains that has his PG logo on it and he was wearing them with a great fit one day and a guy who worked for the Clippers was like, man, that logo just always looks like a bow tie and Paul George was like, yeah you know it's just my initials like i like the look he's like yeah but do people tell you that it looks like a bow tie and it was just like dude you gotta shut up <laughs> he, he brought he brought
0: it up like four times
1: <laughs> yeah like it was like dude stop could the guy that's what realized. broke the clippers that's what rocked his confidence yep <laughs> could he not 100%? realize that paul george is six foot eight like
3: is that <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. dude if paul george would have just slapped him i think the clippers would have won a championship I mean, um. I mean, yeah that's true <laughs> No moves. I mean, now that Will has all of us hyped up on this roster after (laughs) that, take I don't know if I want any. No. Um, I think we have to keep Pat Bev. I agree Mm -hmm. with that point. Um, I mean, Lou for PJ Tucker would be sweet, but I think then you go into that thing of, I think, A, just Lou retires after that. Um, I think he's just like, I'm done. Um, He's been pretty clear about this being kind of his last go around and i Bet he doesn't want to play on the Rockets now, given whatever the right. hell might happen with that. Um, I just think I think a lot of it is just lateral moves to small increments that might work out better. Like I think for culture, you kind of got to keep Lou. Um, he's like weirdly part of this very young Clippers old guard that we have. If that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> um, I think we got to stand pat because we also we have no idea what the team looks like. Like, we don't know the system. Right. We don't know anything about that. Like, I think one thing that we're kind of forgetting is we all wanted a bunch of, you know, like, small ball lineups last year, right? And Ty is going to give us that. Yeah. And so I think that's going to appease a lot of the, like, trade needs that people are kind of feeling right now. Because yeah. it's, it's it's still hard for me to even contextualize this team as Ty Lue's team. Because you right. look at all the stats from last year, and those are Doc Rivers' stats. yeah. Like... Trez's minutes per game is strictly because of Doc Rivers. Zoo's minutes per game strictly because of Doc. Same with Lou. Greif put out this crazy stat the other day that Lou and Trez logged fourteen hundred minutes together last yeah. season. No other Clippers duo came close to a thousand, other than those two. I so think, like that's
1: mind blowing when you yeah. think about the
3: possibilities this team
1: has. Trez Trez probably only played I think last time I looked at it like two hundred minutes without Lou. So yeah like that's that's insane, like fourteen hundred whatever it is
3: anyway, I agree with I you. also think Trez has hit his ceiling. I think people saying Trez is gonna somehow be better for the Lakers I'm like, so what's he gonna do differently than dunk and like that's all he does. like
2: <laughs> he's gonna get a jump shot watching
3: we gonna be he's not man. bro I've seen the jump shot in practice he misses in practice hey man like, we got
2: we got seventy two games
3: oh. God, I hope they give him the it's ball. It's going to make you mad. It's, he
2: makes oh, for LeBron sure. everybody better.
3: But you can't give Trez a jump shot. Like I just don't understand how a guy who's only good at the pick and roll is going to be better. Like His ceiling was met last year. Mm-hmm. He might get close to it again, but like Trez isn't going to hit you with some crazy passes. Trez oh, isn't going to do anything like that. Like I'm,
2: I'm going to go outside and shoot three hot ones in the sky the first time Alice Caruso throws treads of pig and roll.
3: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm clearing the block out. We're yeah.
2: <laughs> like, not in your house. Yeah. a phone. Stay get in your in house. In. Yeah, man. I'm in the middle of the I'm intersection. Shooting.
3: Yeah. Beverly and Benton. I'm in the middle of the intersection over <laughs> the highway. Just like, come get me. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, Brian.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing left to say. Like, I, I think that, you know, Chuck, you're right. That like, we don't know what it looks like. There is too much versatility to want really much more. PJ Tucker's probably the only name that like really kind of entices me just because, uh, what he can do, you know, defensively and be another versatile guy that could give us either a really big lineup or a really small lineup. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of opens up both possibilities, but, other than that, I mean, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with, with where the team is at right now. I, like, and when you look at the market, there just really isn't much of a market out there. Yeah, maybe you trade Nick Batum for somebody. I'm just kidding, Will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Will just punches his camera. Oh, um... <laughs> I just I want to. As much as I want to trade the curse away, um, he's just <clears> been <throat> too good of a guest. <laughs> he's been too. Bro, good he's the longest tenured Clipper. That's true. That's very. Nobody's true.
1: Nobody's
5: asked me what moves I want to do. <laughs> I want to well, move the whole roster to the honey training facility and hook them up to a ventilator and have them sucking air. I don't want them to die. I just want the full fourteen days of COVID nineteen <laughs> to
2: affect
1: them. <laughs> uh, I lo- like low key moves too. Just to like jump in here, Glenn Robinson the third and and Hollis Jefferson both got non-guaranteed like camp invites so if either one of those guys doesn't make the team i am i am gonna call lawrence frank and be like you better pick this motherfucker up right now i don't care (laughs) if it's just like a stash but cut kai bowman and get this guy on the roster because it's we need somebody like that i'm pretty psyched about kai bowman actually
3: why for what he's gonna be like a dude who's just really tenacious on defense who's trying to make the team there's worse guys trying to make the team than guys who hang their head on defense
2: I guess. <laughs> Somebody said that he's gonna be he's like a, another Pat Beverly type. And what better to have a young Pat Beverly? I'm kinda caught up on this Mount St. Mary six eight guy. The point guard, I don't know what you don't on. even
1: know his name. You
2: don't I don't either. know his name, but six eight from Mount St. Mary's, he's got that West Coast smooth. And then we all get the vaccine. Jay Scrub pulling up in April. Gr- Fresh all my Ankle or Grinding all my, on. On my life. And then we in there, you know. Doom. Digga do. That's me drum doing the fake drumming. For the- oh, oh, don't, God, get, me I hate that don't shit. get me started! Don't get me started! Don't get me started! I mean, started they, they should be able to drumming. play the real drums now. Like, they should or just time it
1: with the lights. Yeah, just have it be where it matches because mm-hmm. it hasn't matched for two whole years. You Why know what is I watch?
3: You know what I think of every time I see that? I think of the opening ceremonies for the Beijing Olympics, and I'm like, "This is where you got the idea." Yep. and you're not as good as those people who were forced to do that.
1: It's it's like the video team did one thing and the cheerleading team did a totally different thing. And then they never met to discuss how they were going to come together. And so the cheerleading squad, the Clipper spirit are doing their own thing. um, Off tempo as usual, I guess, I don't know the Clipper spirit. I still
2: get hype, man. Like, 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 like I was a kid, bro. Every time when those lights go down, I still get hype. Oh yeah! Oh, for sure. I love it so much.
3: The L.A. live the the night like the Friday night games when they would have like all the LED bracelets. That shit was oh, so sweet. Legit, yeah. So that legit. Shit was so
1: cool. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's wrap it up with the best segment um that I have ever come up with. It's one that we do here every week. I love it. You love it, ladies and gentlemen. Track of the week. Uh. So this is. <laughs> The song, podcast, whatever that's getting you through this week, this month, this year, whatever it is, whatever. Yovan one time said that it was a apartment walkthrough YouTube videos. That's what he was listening to. That's exactly what I would have thought Yovan would say about what he likes to watch. He's like, I've been watching a lot of videos on how to repair roofs. (laughs)
3: like Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, So I just throw that in there. Um. I think one time Brian Apartment
3: walkthrough videos was insane. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: The, I think the best part I love you, Yovan, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, um, he went on this like five minute explanation about why it was apartment walkthrough videos and like never gave us a song. I'm gonna listen to that episode. He never gave us a song. And then after we did ours, he was like, Well, I mean, I guess my track of the week and then gave us a song like five, <laughs> six minutes later. Anyway, it was great. Um, my track of the week is 1750 uh, Benton Avenue apartment. Four. <laughs> <laughs> really great. 850 square feet for this one bedroom. Nice bait. Anyway. Um, so track of the week, long preamble. Um, Brian, I'm going to go to you first.
0: All right. Um, my track of the week is this band gloss. They only put out like two EPs and then broke up. Um, but really, really important hardcore band from a few years ago. Uh, It stands for Girls Living Outside Society Shit. It's a uh, trans-fronted band, which I think is uh, really important in terms of representation. And the opening track to their demo is called Gloss, We're From the Future. And it's one of the most hardest-hitting, like, hardcore songs I've ever heard. Like, I hear that shit, and I feel like running through a brick wall every time. So that's my track. Charles? Uh,
3: I've been listening to 100 Gex, Sympathy for the Grinch. It's their uh, Christmas song that they came out with. It's fantastic. If you haven't listened to 100 Gex, you know, ease into it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's truly insane music, and I've been listen- Will showed it to me. I've listened to them a lot, but it's their Christmas song. It's about how Santa doesn't give you stuff, and then you just, you know, go take all his stuff. So that's what I've been listening to.
1: Carl?
2: Um, uh, I'm still rocking out on that uh, Slime and B, which is uh, Young Thug and Chris Brown. And the song that I'm going to get hyped to is Big Slimes. Cause it's got a okay. a gunna verse on it. That's hard.
3: Also, Coochie Scout by Y and J.
2: Oh yeah, Coochie Scout. Hold on. Classic on I rotation. Like this on rotation.
3: Is Chris Brown just too good to ever be canceled?
4: Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. Like he just
4: continues to make. Yeah, he
2: he doesn't miss.
4: It's uh, so
1: hard. It's so hard to like try to be principled about it, and then like a Chris yeah. Brown song will come on, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this song fucking. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like this pod. This is a Clipper bag. Ooh, I, I hear a curse you. mask. Yeah, I need a, I
1: need a <laughs> curse
0: mask.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Will? Um, I've been listening to One More Hour by Sle- Sleater Kenny a lot. Uh, I just revisited the, the Dig Me Out album. I really dig it. There's like uh, the whole backstory of it is crazy. Uh, Carrie and Corrine were dating uh Spin outed them. Neither of their parents knew that they were out. <laughs> uh And then Carrie broke up with Corinne uh, when they were or Corinne, sorry, not Corinne, Corinne. Uh, when they were recording the song, and like you can hear her crying, singing the backup vocals. It's like it's so intense. But the like guitars, like the way they interplay. There's no bassist. It's like it's really cool. Cool. I and I love the that drama.
2: Was a lot. I, I love the dude. drama. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have an explanation for that. I mean, everybody knows Chris (laughs) Brown's drama.
1: (laughs) Spit, yeah. Uh, He recorded this song
2: while he was on Gulp.
3: (laughs) Have you seen that, chain? That's a different conversation. Um, Joseph, what are you you. listening to, buddy?
1: Thank you, Charles. Um, Just tossing these up. I love it. I love it. Um, So I listened to an interview with DJ Premier, um, and that made me start listening to DJ Premier stuff. And cool. so my track of the week. Oh, I thought I was just going to yeah, the I'm interview. Like, yeah, this so is, podcast, bro. <laughs> just podcast. No. So I've been jamming super hard to devil's pie by D'Angelo. I mean, just an incredible track. Uh, that whole album is insane. D'Angelo is amazing. Um, but devil's pie is my track of the week.
0: Thanks. That album prime that he did with Royce to five, nine is so good.
3: I just watched that old video when Royce to five nine, I think was threatening Benzino and he's just hanging out in his basement and he has like a literal rocket launcher in his arm. <laughs> and he's like, we can do this if you want to do this. And he's like spinning around in an office chair, like holding a rocket. Launcher. <laughs> like shit. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's what up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, yes. We would like you to please plug anything that you would like to plug Carl. I'm going to start with you
2: uh you can listen to me weekly on the flagrant ones that's on patreon the flagrant ones reach into your pockets and give us your money it's a basketball podcast <laughs> i forgot to say <laughs> did i mention reach into your pockets and give us your money no uh that's all i want to plug other than that watch tv you'll see me <laughs> oh
1: wow. What a flag. wow will charles wait who's going uh same time will
4: <laughs> uh i listen to me on the locked on clippers podcast and charles uh i'm at will uptake at locked on clips yeah Go yeah i uh,
3: i also what
1: the hell just <laughs> happened will what i also host at locked on
3: clips uh yeah we, we do a podcast every day which is not as fun as this podcast i will say that in terms of vibe, sometimes we got to talk about actual things happening and, and not tracks of the week
1: but uh what the we fu- also wait a minute wait a minute what just happened at the end of this will <laughs> got also- depressed and now charles is just taking shots at the pod what just oh no, this is right a- i literally
3: just called you fun also we're like not legally allowed to have a patreon for some reason so just go ahead and venmo me at charles mochler <laughs> uh however much money you feel you want to venmo me that'd be great um and yeah shout out to Giovanni. he does a really good job and gets uh too much flack for covering a team
0: that does not allow players to do interviews <laughs> Chuck, I'm gonna plug something for you. The New Twenties is a is a podcast. Oh yeah, really...
3: we yeah. Uh, we come out very sporadically. I record that with the dude who's like the number two video coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. So our schedule is a little goofy, but yeah, we talk about a bunch of dumb stuff on there. It's a good time.
0: It's a great pod, man. I I everybody go listen to that as well, because because I I really enjoy what you guys do on that one. Oh,
1: appreciate it. You want to take well, us off? Thank
0: you everybody for joining us. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners joining us. I know some people like had sent some questions in. Um, we specifically didn't want to do a mailbag episode just because we had uh, such good friends coming on and wanted to let the conversation kind of just happen. Um, which but, it did. Which it, <laughs> it yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. Oh, did. it did. Uh, <laughs> If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a written review. Leave us a five star rating. Uh, If you're not listening to us on Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to, please just hit subscribe uh, and you will stay up to date with all of our newest episodes. Uh, Before we get out of here, I do just want to give a quick shout out and special thank you uh, to The Curse for making um, his first uh, podcast appearance. Uh, Very big deal. Thank you so much, Curse, for coming on.
5: Can I plug something?
0: Yes, please. Go for it.
5: I'll be following the Clippers for the rest of the franchise <laughs> until they change the
0: name. And then I got, I've got i got nowhere to go. If they do change the name, do you have any like destinations in mind?
5: Well, I think I could go over to other franchises that haven't been successful and visit some of my cousins like Denver and uh, Orlando. I could go there.
3: Oklahoma City is the new Atlanta.
5: Atlanta, that's another one. 1967.
2: What about uh,
3: the Agua Caliente Clippers? They'd still have the same name, probably.
5: We'll change that, too, to the Agua Caliente, whatever they change it to. <laughs> still it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we should get more respect. <laughs> Honestly. Curse? <laughs> I know I've done a real number, but we should get more respect. The Atlanta Hawks have not done anything since the... We're younger than them. We're younger than the Denver Nuggets. Why are we considered the worst? Because of me.
0: I like, yeah, I like this allegiance that the Curse has with the Clippers and saying yeah. we. And have been <laughs> here the still whole my time.
5: favorite team, <laughs> even though I'm the Curse and I ravaged them. They're still my favorite team.
1: What are you? What are you <laughs> plugging? What can we get to the plug? No What's more hot curse. What's your soundcloud curse? <laughs> what is your plug?
5: I will be in the Staples Center tomorrow night. Come <laughs> see me i have full access during covid
0: i won't be wearing a mask (laughs) well thank you very much curse um and on the topic of covid everybody please stay safe out there um wear your mask stay at home wash rinse sanitize repeat and if you don't donald sterling wins and that's a fact